We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Maggie Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rind. Small Batch Big Taste Crunch, a low-carb snack that delivers on bold flavor. Look for them in the snack aisle. At your local grocer, well, Maggie and Perloff live from Radio Row, the Phoenix Convention Center. And we're so pleased to be joined on our set now by a man who was general manager for the Atlanta Falcons for many, many years. Before that was with the New England Patriots. Thomas Dimitrov is here, and he's got a new venture now called Sumer Sports. We're obsessed with this, well, Perloff specifically, (laughs) Thomas, because it basically assigns a number to everything on a football field and a value and we can't wait to talk with you about this, but can we tap into your general manager side first and foremost? Of course. Okay. You're tasked with trading Aaron Rodgers. Put that, put those shoes on. What are you hoping to get in return? What's realistic that you want to get in return if you're the Packers and you're trading Rodgers? Wow. That, that, I mean, for Brian Gutekunst, that's a tough spot to be in. Is it? It's kind of a great spot. Well, it's a, it's a great spot to your point, I mean, to have a guy like that who I think personally is one of the very best – Put aside his his antics or whatever people have their issues with, right? The guy is very, very talented, and he has he has a leadership side, which I'm not sure who they have in there right now, and you know how that's going to be, right? When when you're when you're a GM and you're thinking about moving on from a from a guy of that stature, one way or another, that's a big deal. You don't know how it's going to end up on the other side, right? So, uh, you know, to, to answer your question, Maggie, I think, look, it's one of those things that you have to sit down with your head coach, of course, your president, Mark Murphy, and, and you as a general manager. You have to really think you have to try to get as much as you can. But I would tell you, when, when that all happened and everything was going on this year, I thought, Brian, you are in a tough spot. How do you get rid of one of the very best? Who is going to really knock on your door and pay you the money for it? Because that's, that's the thing. How much longer does he have to, to, to play? So two first-round picks? <laughs> well, it, it's legit. It's, I mean, it's a legit pick situation like that. Well, Green, isn't Green Bay structurally different? I mean, the fact that they drafted Rodgers in the first place, did that surprise you? And then Jordan Love, you know, they just don't operate at quarterback like other franchises. They, no, they don't. And I, I was going to say, like, Jordan Love, when Jordan came out, there were, you know, there were questions. How was he going to adapt in the NFL to lead? The lead was a big thing, right? Mm. Of course, he has talent, and, and that's, I mean, those are the kind of things that are tough, and quite honestly, those are tough things to measure. And so that's, that's what I am fixated on right now. Where is the leadership going to come on the other side of this? That's very interesting. Well, is there an example you can give us of a time when you were 
quite frankly, like mischaracterize or misjudge someone who you thought had a lot of leadership skills or qualities, and they frankly just did not. Well, yeah, look, I, I probably over my 13 or 12 and a half years, there were a number of them. Luckily, I didn't feel like they were right at the top of the, the barrel, right? They were, to me, they were, you know, those, those mid-rounders or beyond. I mean, that happens all the time, It's which is one of the reasons that when we do talk about some of the Sumer stuff, Maggie, there, it's not an exact science, right? I mean, we, we can all think we'd go toe-to-toe with any one of us as GMs for the most part I think we would talent evaluate next to anyone in this league and it's it's, there's just there needs to be more exactness in it and it's tough when you start talking about character or dedication or what the other side is it's it is so not exact and that's a complication for us who we have an owner over our head saying hey man I'm paying you a lot of money to make really strong decisions obviously that's where I think data is out there for us to dip into what is that what makes Jalen Hurts sort of different than what people expected a second round pick Seems like he kind of has a locker room with him. I don't know. Would that be a guy that was tough to measure? That's a guy that's tough to measure, sure. And he does have the locker room with him. And I think everyone would go toe-to-toe in the sense of, you know, they would fight anyone for him, I think, as I've been hearing from the people in that building, right? I mean, what how he's done there and how he's brought that team together in a situation that had its struggles a couple years ago. I mean, Howie's approach has been, let me get the right quarterback in here. But Howie has also done a really good job over the years not totally fixating his world on the head coach and the quarterback, right? He's, he's won. He won with Doug. Here he is winning with Nick. This is a fascinating element. You, you compare, not to go a different way with your show, but you can compare Philadelphia and their team-building approach and what Howie does to Brett Veach and Andy Reid completely different right with how the whole organization I'm a big believer in from the top down right and we can talk about Kansas City I mean what Jeffrey Lurie is doing with with Howie Roseman and giving him the keys to the kingdom so to speak I think is vital in the NFL in today's world what's the biggest difference between how things are done in Philly and KC in your mind yeah look I personally I think I mean when you have a a head coach like Andy Reid with with a guy like Brett Veach who is younger Andy could be really domineering, right? He, he, if he could be, he's not. And he understands what that GM is, what he is, what he's for. He's fairly young, but he's got a really good mind and he's got a really good evaluation ability about him. They work together very, very well. And it is about the head coach there. We know that. Sure. He, is, he is, you know, he's world-renowned and one of the best. What, I guess what I'm saying is that at, at Philly, it's, it's not as much about the head coach. It's about bigger picture organizational elements and I will say, I mean, what Brett Veach has there at Kansas City, I say this all the time, he, he's a horse guy, right? He's got the trifecta. He's got one of the very best owners. He's got one of the very best head coaches and one of the very best quarterbacks. God, that's a, that's a great place to be. No so kidding. the Eagles may have to pay Jalen Hurts this offseason. Our boss, They have to. Yes. They're in the Super Bowl. Yes, our <laughs> boss is sitting over there as a Philly guy. He says every five years, draft a new quarterback. He's one of those guys that I know this – I don't know if our audience is ever interested in this, but the, the rookie cost of quarterbacks seems to be an important trend to get to the Super Bowl. What's your take on just the, once you pay a quarterback, it's much more challenging? Oh, it's much more challenging. You think about the money that's available, of course. We know that. It's logical, right? Um, how many teams, these two teams, how many teams have been in the Super Bowl over the last few years that have had rookie quarterbacks? I think you go back 10 years, and there's been at least one guy on a rookie deal every year except one. Well, it's funny because, you know, when we were in the, in 16 with Matt Ryan, we had a lot of money involved there, as we did with, with Julio Jones. It, it became cumbersome, right, as great as those guys were. And the only reason we ever got to where we got to was because of the money we were putting in there. Then you also have owners, right? This is a whole other spot that you guys probably don't 
talk about a whole bunch. When you have an owner thinking about jersey sales and ticket sales, I mean, Julio Jones, you want to talk about a guy coming out of the tunnel compared to Matt Ryan, everyone loved, of course. When Julio Jones came out of that tunnel, I mean, it was, it was outrageous. He had the entire South was there, right, being an Alabama guy. Mm. My point there is when we started thinking about that third contract, and I'm bringing it around to any quarterback or receiver, big money, and there's a lot of other factors than just, hey, this is a little expensive for a guy. When there's a lot going on there on the, on the, on the other side of it, per the, the ownership side, it becomes complicated to make those decisions. There's a lot on your plate, I think. And wide receivers now are getting paid like crazy, and we know because they're worth it in this day and age in the NFL. Thomas Dimitrov is the CEO of Sumer Sports. We'll get to that in a moment, but got to ask about a guy who was your head coach when you were in Atlanta, which is Dan Quinn. Another coaching cycle where he's a hot name, yet he decides to go back to Dallas. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised. I really thought, I mean, Dan, you know, he didn't get picked by George Payton last year, you know, obviously at Denver. And those two were close. They, I'm not saying it's always about friendship, but you know people, you want to bring people in. Of course, Georgia decided to go a different direction. Dan has, Dan has so much. He, I think, I'm going to tell you guys, it's not just because we work together. I think he is a really, really good football coach. Massive amounts of passion. There, I have never heard players talk more about wanting to be with a head coach than, than re- regarding Dan Quinn. It's, been, it's always amazing. So when Dan's in this situation, I say this all the time. Head coaches now, same with Sean Payton, right? At 59 years old, as a, as a 50-something head coach, and Dan's not 50 yet, they are about the ownership. Mm. The, the, yes, of course it's about the team, and they want to win. But to start, they need to know that that ownership is going to be behind them. They need to know they're going to be able to jive with them. That's a big thing. It is a, it, it's a mess. Do you think that's thing. what came into play with Dan and the new Broncos ownership? Well, I don't think the Broncos ownership as much as I may think some of the other owners out here, oh, right? I mean, if, if, if people had mentioned, hey, you know, he should go to Indy or wherever else, I mean, I don't know how Dan would have gotten along with, with Jim Ursay. And I'm not being disrespectful to Mr. Ursay at all. I'm just saying Dan's got to look at all of those situations. Honestly, when I look at Sean Payton, I think that's a great move for them. I think George and Sean can work very well together. I've said this publicly, and not, not I just, Sean is a really good football coach, and he's going to go there and, and make, uh, do the best he can with, with a quarterback situation that's complicated. But if there's one person in the league that can get that back on the rails, I do, however, also believe, not however, I also believe that a guy like Sean, people, they're concerned more about, not more about, but they're concerned about their, you know, their their empire as well, right? Mm. To go in there with, yeah, legacy. I say empire also because there's a lot there. When you're pairing with an ownership group that's worth $80 million and are really, really sound with, you know, Condoleezza Rice, what a good spot for Sean to be in there and grow. He can teach them. They can teach him. I mean, look, that, to me, that's that's a really good situation for Sean. Not sure if you heard yesterday, Sean Payton in his opening remarks said that he is not going to allow Russell Wilson's private trainers in there. Okay. What do you make of that? It reminds me a little bit of New England. Oh, I love uh, at it. The end. Okay, you're for no, that. Look, I, I, I say this about Sean as well. As Sean learned from Bill Parcells and, and Bill Belichick, that whole group, I mean, you have to, you as a head coach, I believe, especially when you have that confidence, you have to own your, your organization. You have to be very direct with your, your assistant coaches, people in the building, and your quarterback, and your star players. You can't just worry about what they're thinking. And I think Sean has a great grasp of that, where he'll go in to, to, to Russell and say, all right, parking spots, and quite honestly, I'll be interested to see if, if they, they jettison the office. That's a, that's a very different thing. Can I just offer the flip side with Thomas Dimitrov, who's a former general manager of the Falcons, joining us here. He's now the CEO of Sumer Sports. The flip side of that, I think, would be who cares it's an office? 
who cares it's a coach? You're paying, you invested so much into Russell Wilson. You have to make sure this works. If he wants his personal guy there, why is that a big deal? It is a big, big deal, Maggie. I mean, it's, there are nuances to it. The Back to locker room elements. People really, really struggle with, even if you're making $250 million, they struggle with that, right? And, if, and especially if things aren't going that well, there's a, there, it's very quick within that locker room where there's eye rolling and there's people saying, well, wait a minute, why is he getting this? Well, we know why at the outset. <laughs> He's Russell Wilson. Yeah, but, it, but it is, it's a complicated situation for, I think, for George. He's going to have to potentially backtrack. Ultimately, it's not his call right now. I'm speaking of George Payton. It's now Sean Payton's uh, uh, you know, desire and, and what he wants to do with that. Yeah. But, well, how did it work with Tom Brady and Belichick? I mean, did it eventually become too much for Tom Brady to just be another player under Bill Belichick? Uh, you know, that's interesting because I remember, at least as I recall, uh, Tom would always go into Bill's office, right? So there's an office they would share at the end of the day and they would talk about different things. Never did he have a, his office. To your point, maybe. Maybe, you know, I've, I've always thought, interestingly enough, he was the, the guy that helped me get a Super Bowl, obviously, when being around Tom Brady. And I joke about it, but he was also the guy that helped me get fired when we lost the Super Bowl <laughs> oh, right. in, in 16. Yeah, right? Thomas, we weren't going to bring it you up. You can bring it up. <laughs> Are you past it? I am. Well, you know, finish your story. No, I'm sorry. no but so I, I laugh only because when things came around, people often ask me, would Arthur have fired you two years ago if you guys won the Super Bowl in 16? And Arthur is a, like, like business people today. I, I love Arthur. He and I, we're really good still. But... He's a two-year. He was a two-year guy, and if we would have won in 16 and 17 and 18, won a rye, we're 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 on a hot seat. I mean, literally in this in this role, it is hot seat all the time. I, I mean, especially the big cities. You you know, you guys know how that is. Yeah, obviously, we live in New York and worked in New York, yes. so we get it. But um, okay, so you brought it up. Like, yeah. is it? Are you are you over it? Uh, the loss in the Super Bowl? Do you ever get over it? I don't think you ever get over okay. it, Maggie. I think I th I think about. I don't sit there and dwell on it. I do think sometimes, wow. You know, even with Dan now, if Dan would have won the Super Bowl, w would there have been different, you know, a different approach to all these HC jobs or would people still be wondering about it? When I look back on all that and I think I remember literally walking down on the field with Arthur, mm -hmm. we were we, we would normally go down six minutes, five minutes in the game. Right. From the entire time, the 13 years I was there, yeah. we went down a, a quarter and a half and we're standing there and to feel that deflate through wow. through that up to the point, literally, guys. When that coin was flipped in overtime, and I, it, I remember it in my mind. I'm like, if that, oh, if that lands the wrong way, cinematic. we're done. Because, because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And uh, obviously the rest is, is history, and we, we lost that. But it's, it's an interesting it's, it's an right. interesting Bring world. it up. Oh, well, Maggie's a Bills fan. I don't okay. know if you're aware yeah. of that. So 13 seconds. I mean, this, this year, no lead is safe anymore <laughs> in the NFL. I mean, yeah, look at the Jags-Chargers game. Yeah. It, it feels... Teams wow. do not know how to play with a lead necessarily. It's bizarre. We I don't about know. We that all the time. Yeah, they, they just, especially in today's game, and even more so five years later, it feels hard to protect a lead. Why Feel, is yeah. that? I, I don't know, and I, I'm forever perplexed that we, we, we're not protecting leads. I remember that many, many times. I would go back in and watch the video and, and after a game, and I would talk to Dan or even Smitty before that, and I would ask him, who's responsible? Why, why, are, we, like, why are we not able to pull this out? And we, we, you, you honestly, you get in a situation where you have certain teams that it becomes kind of a habit, mm. and they believe that we just, we just can't pull it out. 
It's, I, I'm not to get sort of enigmatic or mystical about it, but it, it was very tough for me to really pinpoint that over the years. I really believed it came down to coaches, uh, is what I believe, because the coaches had to instill that element of believing that they are the finishers. Which is crazy because Kyle Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator, is one of is held up as one of the geniuses, off, offensive geniuses of the league. Are you surprised that the Super Bowl failure didn't stick with him more yeah you know but but a guy like that is so competent confident about everything and and competent sure. as far as what he does i look back on that and i remember being you know you staying in the in the in the mode here i remember coming in two days later we probably had two or three coaches who raised their hand in our team team meeting room i screwed that up i should have told dan run 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 so a lot of people were taking, uh, not credit for, but a lot of people ownership, were ownership of it. E even, even guys like, uh, I, I mean, Raheem Morris, who I think, I think Raheem should get another chance. Raheem put his hand. Raheem was the assistant head coach. Who, who was to blame? Like Dan, remember, in, that, in the end, we can finish here, Dan had really basically demoted his D coordinator. So he became the de facto D coordinator, and he was relying on his O coordinator that he believed, to your point, incredibly smart, will take care of business. So there was a little bit of miss, you know, sort of misfocus, and it, and it just it just fell the way it did. And you know, I remember I hearing from people where Bill went in at halftime. I had heard I don't know if this is lore or not, and said, I don't know how we're going to run with this team. We were a very fast. You know, yeah. Dan Dan brought athleticism. We were about explosiveness when we came from when he came from Seattle. Man, that was a heck of a staff too. Yeah. Wow. Get everybody on that. It was staff. A staff. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you know how to hire them. Thomas, <laughs> nice job. Now you're the CEO. Sumer Sports said it's kind of gives like more of a mathematical, like numbers based application to football. I mean. That's right. So we, if I if I were to put it in layman's terms, it's basically it's a it's a cutting edge algorithmic based tool. That is, um, it's a roster optimization tool at the core, right? So under Sumer Sports, our product is Marvel. Stands for Maximize Roster Value, which is really... Marvel is like what our producer likes uh -huh. to watch. Uh -huh. yeah. Right. We, we made sure that we spelled it a different way oh, because okay. it was really important <laughs> we weren't getting sued. Yeah. But, but, but <laughs> yeah. look, what I would say is, again, I, I know that there... I, I say this. The data that's available to the NFL teams, GMs and head coaches, is so underutilized, right? Mm. And, and the tracking data, there is so much there. We are an evolving league. And right now, if you can get into that mode and you can, again, augment these general managers first. And that's my, when I took this job, I thought, I've been thinking about this, not an exact science. There's got to be a way to make this more specific and exact and mathematic. And I'm, I'm not claiming to be a, an academic. I'm not a, like a, a PhD in math, but I know we do too much of that guesswork in our in our profession still still and i would tell and i would tell any owner respectfully i'd say look i think it's the responsibility of the owner and the president and the gm to be open to take that data that's there at our disposal and utilize it we're, we're not utilizing it and i think as long as you're as long as your head coach and gm are not just you know being overwhelmed by the data if they can decide what the data is to use i think it can be i think it can be a game changer so Baseball makes so much sense for analytics. I think that was all of our entryway, money ball, because there's a hitter and a pitcher. Take, for example, let me say Brock Purdy, Iowa State quarterback, star quarterback, but struggled a little bit in college. If you're looking at the draft, there are so many different analytics because there's so many different programs, and you don't know how good the team was and how his receivers were. Maggie's guy, Josh Allen, his receivers, graduators. Um, how, are there analytics for the draft? Can you take all that into account? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's our goal is to take both draft and free agency 
and, and, and group it all together. And again, I, I, don't, I don't think I mentioned this. We have 50 models that are going into our algorithm. Mm. And just to make it basic, so just imagine dropping all of those models in that algorithm on top of the teams that we'd be working with that would give us elements of their IP, as well as our own IP, aging curves, you know, financial curves, there's so much involved. Drop it into this algorithm. And what I used to do, a little aside, with Arthur Blank, I'd say, Arthur, uh, I'd be so proud. I'd go in and I'd say, I have 12 scenarios in the off-season for you. Here we go, blah, blah, blah. Proud as a peacock. This, this function that we have here can, can provide you with millions and millions of roster options. And, of course, unfathomable for the mind. But when you really drill it down, you say, okay, I only want, I want Sumer's three best rosters and compare it to the Atlanta Falcons roster. Again, this is about becoming better with your decisions and more informed. Okay, yeah. so you know the league. You know the landscape. What's the one coach in the league that if you brought this to them, they'd be like, uh-uh? <laughs> no oh, way. yeah. Old school. No yeah, way. old school. Well, look, I, I guess I would say, you know, I would say Bill only from the standpoint of. Belichick. Yeah, I, I guess I would say, I'd say Bill Belichick just because it would have to be in the spot where we've, it's evolved so much that it was tried and true where it is, right? I mean, Bill's really open-minded and, of course, brilliant. Whether you guys, you know, as a Bills fan, you probably don't like to oh, hear no, that. Oh, no, I understand yeah. how brilliant he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. I think, but I think making sure that he's not wasting his, in his staff's time, mm. right? Where, so we're going to, with our pilot teams, and I, uh, thanks for not asking me who they are because we can't share that right now. Oh. We have two pilot teams in the NFL right now that I think are very open-minded to util- utilizing what we have and providing us us with information as we're getting to the spot where we're going to finalize this in Jan 24. Is it as simple as age? The younger guys are, you know, Nick Sirianni has this reputation as going for it on fourth down because he's more into analytics. There's this wave of coaches. He's McVay, Shanahan, Sirianni. These young guys seem very open to thinking differently about football. Yeah, and I think that, that late 30 group and, yeah. and even to the mid-40 group, I think, I think as you get a little bit older, I think they're open to it. Like I was talking to Dan Quinn about it. Yeah. I think Dan is open to it. I think there's some really good coaches out there. I think it probably is a little more chronological, but if we can prove, mm-hmm. and this is what I've said to Paul Tudor Jones, our, our founder, I said, we have to be a part of the evolution for, for the GMs and the head coaches to accept it. We can't ramrod. We have Ooh. to say, look, let's work together for two or three years. You can trust us. The NFL, if they're not trusting, they'll never take it on. Got it. They have to trust. Thomas Dimitrov, last one for you, and this is our little uh, nod to Aaron Rodgers, his like passion for astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your sign? I'm cancer, actually. Okay, so would you like us to read your horoscope for today? Yes, please. The coming days promise a busy social time. You might host a party at your home. You may feel terribly rushed and wonder if it will be able to get if you'll be able to get everything done. Don't worry, it will all come out right. Is that ring true to you at all? It rings true. You throw on a Super Bowl party? No, I am. I'm heading home on Thursday, and I'm going to get ready to do it. So thank you. you. Everything's going to go great. You you guys are great. Thank you. Thomas Dimitrov, CEO now of Sumer Sports. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.